Prophetic passages in the Bible can be somewhat of a riddle. The poetic language can be a challenge. There are passages that make immediate sense, and then there are others that are head-scratchers. And reading what scholars and commentators have had to say about those passages only make the head-scratching come a little bit more. They can be sometimes of very little help. Isaiah 21 is an enigmatic passage. It begins with a word spoken against Babylon, a prophecy that would not be fulfilled until well after the death of the prophet Isaiah. But then midway through the chapter, it pivots and it seems to address the people of the nation of Edom. And then another pivot a few verses later, it switches to the inhabitants of Arabia. It is an interesting passage, prophetic, poetic, and not wholly clear. I know that for many people, reading the Bible is as a whole, just like that. It seems to be pretty puzzling, enigmatic, not wholly clear, a riddle. Maybe that's you. You've tried to read the Bible and you just don't seem to get it. I hope that these videos may be a help to you in that regard, to help you to find some keys for reading passages like this in the book of Isaiah. But I also want to give you a little tip. It is a tip that I shared with those at the church that I pastored just a couple of Sundays ago, I'm thoroughly convinced that the Bible is the inspired word of God. It is given by inspiration of God, and it is useful for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God would be thoroughly equipped, ready for every good work. That's what the scriptures say in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Holy individuals spoke and wrote these things as they were moved by the Holy Spirit to do so. And if that is true, as I believe that it is, that this is the inspired word of God, then you would do well, we would do well to ask God who inspired this, to ask him in prayer to help us to understand it when we read it. And that's exactly what the psalmist did as revealed in Psalm 119, the longest psalm of the scriptures. In Psalm 119, verse 18, the psalmist says, God, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law or from your word. So that brings me to my tip for reading the scriptures. Just before you open the scriptures to read them, just about the best thing that you could do is to simply pray, God, open my eyes that I may see great and wondrous things from your word. Show me your paths, O Lord. Teach me your paths and your statutes. I believe that this prayer is a prayer that God loves to answer. And when you pray it, you may be surprised at what he shows you as he begins to answer that very prayer. With that, let me jump back for just a moment to the riddle that is Isaiah 21. Isaiah appears to see, in Isaiah 21, the opening passage of it anyway, to see a vision of the destruction of Babylon by the Medes and the Persians, a destruction that wouldn't come for more than 170 years at the time that he gave this prophecy. And the vision of the destruction of Babylon is moving for Isaiah. The vision of destruction causes him to be moved with fear. And even though the Babylonians were an enemy when Isaiah sees this vision, he's moved by it. And he says, the night for which I longed, it turned into fear for me. He longed to see the Babylonians or the enemies of his people judged and destroyed. But when he finally sees this vision and he realizes how awesome and horrible that judgment will be, he is moved by it. A contemporary of Isaiah's, the prophet Amos, he 
wrote in Isaiah chapter 5, woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is any time in history that God moves for judgment in the realm of humanity. And so Amos says, woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. The day of God's judgment is not a good thing. Even if his anger and wrath are directed at someone that you don't like, someone that you might consider your enemy. Amos says the day of the Lord will be darkness and not light. The night for which I longed, it turned to fear for me, Isaiah says. The day of the Lord will one day come. That's what the scriptures seem to tell us. We're going to see that in Isaiah 24. We see it in many other passages as well. The day of the Lord will one day come, the great and terrible day of the Lord. And the reality of its coming, even if you will escape it because you trust in God, the reality of the coming of the day of the Lord should stir you to want to share the gospel with as many people as you possibly can before it comes. Something to think about. We'll see you next time. Thank you.